the Buffalo Bills are looking to bounce back against the New York Jets in Orchard Park on Sunday. And we'll talk some more games coming up for this Week 11 slate of the NFL season. All of this and more on this edition of the Buffalonian Podcasts, Betting on the Bills. All right, let's go. Are back with the Buffalonian podcast. I'm Joe Kelly, and as always, I'm joined by none other than Dom Loss. Had to get some good underdog music going, Dom. Even though the Bills aren't technically underdogs this week, it sure They're is touchdown helping. favorites, but it yeah, it still still feels like the underdogs of the NFL. So the classic underdog story. Had to get some Rocky Balboa in there. Listen, we now, now Ken Dorsey's firing his marinated. The scapegoats marinated for the past couple days. I don't know. The Sabres the other day, we were talking about how excited we were for that Boston game. Went, got absolutely wiped, left in the third period. Um, Victor Olskin scores two goals, but we're not talking about the Sabres. We'll talk about that on Tuesday. That's just wild to me. Um, the Bills play Sunday at 425 p.m. against the division rival New York Jets, who they fell to in week one of the season. Uh, first-hand experience with that one. That was a rough one. Uh, it was just, and that was with a fully healthy defense, uh, rough play from Allen there and uh, the beginning of the end for Ken Dorsey a couple weeks later. So listen, right now, okay, I'm wearing, I'm wearing this today because this guy, this guy right here, he's still our quarterback. And I think that's what matters at the end of the day here. All right. That's what matters. Joe Brady is the, this is the new OC. As we talked about the interim OC, we don't know how that's going to go. Um, like we said, we kind of think that might be a, a, a thumbs down to start off here, but uh, you know we'll have to wait and see on that one. I I, I would love to be I have my expectations just shut down, like you know what I mean, like but my rough expectations just put to the ground. But uh, listen, you don't know coming in on a short week, and he said, I believe his quote was, "This isn't the Joe Brady offense. This is the Buffalo Bills offense." So it's the mindset. He's got the juice. So what you like to see in practice, he's out there with the guys running the routes. So what do you he think? had the he had the Buffalo versus everybody sweatshirt on during his media availability. So as he should. As he should. So, I mean, <laughs> I I don't I, I I guess I'm hesitant on how much actually changes in mm-hmm. the offense, especially on a short week, but I mean I'm willing to be surprised. I think a lot of the reasons maybe for the execution errors was also the fact that the the Bills looked very unmotivated and, mm-hmm. as we said, lacked energy, lacked the vibe. So I think 
I think McDermott had on this in his press conference today about getting 17 to get that look in his eye again. And yeah, I, I, I think that I mean, maybe that was more the reason why they made the change than anything else is to kind of shake up the room and kind of get everyone's juices pumping again. Maybe it's less to do with scheme or play calling per se, but more of like they needed a new voice. And I, I guess that for that reason, I guess I'm, I'm, over the last couple of days, I'm buying myself a little bit more into the move. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm just like too scarred from being a Bills fan for 21 years to kind of like. But it's, it's, it's I have to say, though, and maybe this is a bad take, but playing the Jets at 425 at home is really dumb. I'm just I don't understand why. I mean, yeah. It's dumb. I mean, I know we're getting the CBS number one crew and it's like prime Saturday, not non-prime time. Like it's the bet, like 425 is like the prime window. Mm-hmm. It's like the game. I want to say game of the week, but it's like when Fox has a game, it's the CBS game of the week and you don't want it. But like, why? I, don't, I just don't know why this game has to be a 425. <laughs> I understand I why. I understand why the next home game against Dallas would be 425 because like it's Dallas. Like, yeah. They're trapped like they're trapped like the Jets are a division team. When I don't remember the last time we played a division team on 425, other than if it's oh, I guess the Jets because they played them week 18 and 21. That's right. Because, yeah. of, but that was playoffs like that's playoff like, like the last week is playoff based. Yeah, like, that's, why, that's how they tilt the schedule. It's the it's the games that don't matter at one o'clock and the games that do matter at 425. Uh huh. Yeah, no, you're right. I listen, um, not here for it. Uh, it's just like you said, it doesn't make sense to really have it going at 425. It should be a one o'clock game, if you ask me. The teams that are playing right now, I mean, the Jets are what four, five, five and four, four and five, something like that. I, I know they're below the Bills. Um, I can't, I can't remember the record off the top of my head exactly, but Bills are five and five. This isn't a team that this shouldn't be the CBS quote unquote primetime window. You're absolutely right. So, but nonetheless, it is Bills. They're, they're four and five. I don't know if that was right. Yeah, they're, they're four, four and five. five. Yeah, four and five. So, hey, you know what, though? I mean, quick note. Last night, watching that Thursday night football game, as much as I could, more or less paying attention to the fantasy stats because I benched Joe Burrow on a hunch that it wasn't going to go well. And let me just say, that was the right move. So that ended up working out pretty well in my favor here. He, he left the game with a wrist injury. Did he not? Did he come back? No, it's a significant injury, it seems. Oh God. So the Bengals are now four and five? Five and five. Five and five. So same record as the Bills. Bills had the opportunity to jump them, go six and five this week. Um, so hopefully that can happen. Uh the Browns lose to Sean Watson. That might open up a playoff spot for the Bills, too. So who, who knows? We got to see what happens here. But the fact that we're talking about on the outside of looking into the playoffs after five-ish years of being like, okay, head of the AFC East, you know, we're gonna just we're, we're, we're worrying about who's coming in. Who's the, who's the four, five and six seed. Like that's really what we're worried about before, but now we're like, all right, we got to get in. We got to get in at number seven here. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I guess thinking about it like that, it's kind of weird, isn't it? I, this is the first in pod history right here. We're talking about, I mean, on- it's weird, but it's been our story our entire lives pre 27. Like a weird return to normalcy. Don't you think? Like it? Yeah. It, I, I mean, it, but like, I you say that, but the season's just not normal. Like no. that's like the weird part about it. Is like the season yeah. 
That's it's true. normal from early 2010s, you know, like that, something like that. Like, I, I don't mean, know. When's the last time you saw a team kneel the ball, have to run the field goal, you know, on for the game winning field goal, miss the field goal, but then get bailed out for too many men penalty and then kick the game winning field goal and win? Like, I don't think I've ever seen that in my entire life. So, I, no, I, I couldn't say that. And especially, did you see the clip of the Manning cast when they were doing it on ESPN 2? With Kyle yeah. Brand on there, jaws were dropped, and I've seen it recirculated on social media with the ending of Titanic with the reactions where Jack lets it, go. It's tough. It's just, it's, it's tough. bad. It's bad. It was really I mean, bad. I think we've been <laughs> at it a lot, but there's just been a lot of losses that shouldn't have been losses that are like losses that like you just will never forget. No, like the Jets game week one, losing on a punt return touchdown. Um nearly lose even a win like against the Giants like I'm never gonna forget that the hell Mary that almost landed <laughs> that freaking Pats loss to literally the worst team in football yeah and obviously last week losing to Denver yeah I mean think, Pats are two and eight and one of those two wins is against the Bills so that's tough yeah it's it's tough, tough but obviously this is a must-win game um yes. this is a team we're playing against the Jets to obviously have an elite defense and embarrassed you last time you played them in week one. And it, the offense for the Jets is broken. It's no doubt about it. Like they just make so many stupid mistakes, penalties, drops. I don't, Zach Wilson's just not very good, but even hit, I don't think it all falls on his shoulder. So, I mean, it makes sense why the spreads this high, but it's all up to can this offense execute. I think the defense will do enough. Uh, they definitely did enough last week to win. I don't think the That's defense sure. will have the gaudy numbers. I mean, listen, they had one turnover. We haven't had an interception in a while. It'd be nice to, like, make a little bit more splash plays again for the defense. But it's going to be interesting to see who plays this week. Um, just injury note-wise, McDermott today talked about that Milano's probably done for the year, which is kind of what I think all of us kind of expected. And then expected, he said there's yeah. – Outside chance that Daquan Jones comes back, but even if he does come back, he's going to be at like fifty percent. I would say. I mean, he's going to basically be playing with one arm. So, yeah, and um, I mean that's what you got Linval Joseph for. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's unfortunate. It it sucks. Um, I don't think we got a Kyrie Elam update. Um, obviously, he's I think now two games and does his stretch. Knox is a game left. So I guess it'll be interesting to see what happens Monday of what is does Dawson Knox get does his twenty one day practice window open or does he stay um on IR? So it's I don't, I don't know. This is this game's weird. I like right after the like right after the pot, I was like, I'm picking the Jets. No, the other day. Like, yeah, I was I was <laughs> like, I'm picking the Jets. Like, screw this. Like, I just gotta like yeah, the now, doom like, got to you. I'm not gonna say I pick yet because we have a little bit more stuff to talk about. But like this team, it's like the Godfather three. Like you see Joe Burrow get banged up, so it's like, man, that kind of is open. You hear the Deshaun Watson news. It's like, okay, those are two quarterbacks that are banged up. Like, okay, five and five is not ideal. We're playing against. I've always been a component of this. It is a hard schedule, but again. 
while it's hard, all those games you you could still win. Like the Bills aren't a team that's not talented enough to to win yeah. games against good teams. It's just about the consistent factor. Like, can they yeah. play a full sixty minutes? Which they they they've, they've done proven once. they they have not done uh, only they've like done, you said one time. I shouldn't say once. They haven't they, because they did it a couple of times before that. But ever since the Dolphins game, they've not proven to play a full sixty minutes of complimentary football. So right, it's first quarter you score and then you don't score again, and then in the fourth quarter you start to put things together. That, that's pretty much what they what they've been doing. And listen, here's my outlook. Little little NFC analogy here. So if you recall, Tom Brady was a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Okay, um, I know he's not talked about in the news very much anymore, but he was a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. In his first season there, thought the season was over. You were 500 at one point in the season, if you remember correctly. They end up winning the Super Bowl on a team that no one said was going to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, we ain't winning the Super Bowl, Joe. We're not we winning the Super Bowl. By no means. Listen, that. listen. There's always going to be the chance, all right? Maybe that's the hopeless optimist in me. But at the same time, there's always going to be a chance, all right? Am I saying it's going to happen? No, by no means am I. But I'm just saying the door... You still have the crack under the door. You know what I mean? Like you've got you've got that little sliver. So I, anything can happen if if the team really does get the juice behind it and the offense produces. You never know. But at the same time, don't hold your breath. I, I'm just gonna say this. I'm just gonna say this. I'm I'm trying. I'm a little optimistic about you know they could maybe go on a run here. I know there's tough games and they could win the tough games, but. The I, I you know it's kind of like the McDermott the comparison I keep seeing about like Marvin Lewis and Marty Schottenheimer how I already told like, yeah. that's a stupid comparison because Marvin Lewis never won a playoff game and Sean McDermott's won four so I didn't mm-hmm. think that's a lame comparison also it's really hard to go far in the playoffs like yeah I mean McDermott made the when's Pittsburgh I don't think it's been the AFC title game in five years Mike Tomlin's regarded as one of the best head coaches. John Harbaugh hasn't made the AFC title game in close to like close to a decade. Yeah. And the only Since thing that's different, the only reason why those guys get any of the benefit of the doubt is well, obviously their teams are doing well this year, but the only reason why any of those guys are getting the benefit of the doubt is because they won a Super Bowl. But they all like Mike Tallon won a Super Bowl in 2008. It's been 15 mm-hmm. years since he's won a Super Bowl. It's been over yeah. a decade since John Harbaugh. So that's where I, that's where I always like, Yes, am I pro fire McDermott now? Yes, but that's where I gotta like humble myself a little bit because it is hard to win. And like, I feel like I feel like if we give guys that have won Super Bowls like too, I'm gonna say yeah. too much credit, but no, like, we give them the pass. Yeah, we give them just pass. get a pass. And like, yeah, you deserve the pass, but like, at one point or another, the pass expires. But like, it just never does. I don't know. It, it's it's weird like that because like McDermott has done a lot of good things. And I'm trying to be optimistic, but the one thing I will say that again, talking about my McDermott and Mark against my, I, I'll push back on the this Bills beat team being compared to the Bucks team of what was it, 2020, and the Bills of 21. This team is mm-hmm. not as good as those two teams. Like those two teams, there there is a difference. Those teams are just underachieving. Yes, this yeah. team is underachieving, but this team also doesn't have the ceiling's like, not as high. The ceiling is not nowhere close. Mm-hmm. Like. Those two teams are like blatantly underachieving. Those teams are mostly healthy. I think the only thing about the Bills is that Trey White tore his ACL and Tampa Bay lost OJ Howard. But like those teams are mostly healthy. They had an elite quarterback and they were just kind of underachieving. This Bills team, yes, they are underachieving, but like I, I like what you put it. Like the ceiling of those two teams was best team in the NFL. The ceiling mm-hmm. for this Bills team is 
not that. Like, the ceiling for this Bills team, if they put a full 60 minutes together, would probably be the fifth best team, maybe. Like, if they put their full six, best 60 minutes together, like, they are, would not be – like, if you put their best 60 minutes against another team's – like, the Chiefs' best 60 minutes, the Chiefs would beat them. Yeah. And I think that's, like, my thing. It's, like, this team's best 60 minutes would lose – to the Bucks of 2020 and the Bills of 21's best 60 minutes. Like, it's not even close in my mind. So that's why I, I push back a little bit on that. Like, I, I love the optimism. It, that's just a mm-hmm. little bit more for me. No, like I said, could be hopeless optimism in me at the same time, right? Just, I mean, at, at this point, that's what you're kind of grasping at, you know, at, at five and five uh, in a very competitive AFC the point where, yeah, the Chiefs are on top, but they also haven't played their best football you've seen, you know. So it's 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 interesting to look at the Bengals now at five and five as well. And yeah, Burrow had the calf injury, but significant wrist injury now. What do they do from here? It, like it, it's going to be interesting to see how these playoffs shake out. And you have teams like the Ravens, who haven't been achieving the past few years, but look at them now; they're rolling. Like they're rolling oh. over the Bengals. If you were trying to be as pro Bills as possible to make the playoffs, mm-hmm. what you probably want to have happen is this: you want the Chiefs to win out, other than obviously lose to the Bills. Mm-hmm. You want the Ravens to win out. You want the Jacks to win out, and you probably, if we're being serious, want the Dolphins. To win out, except obviously lose to the Bills. I think the Dolphins play the Bills, the Ravens, and the like. They lose to NFC teams, but beat the AFC teams for the Dolphins. Gotcha. Yeah. Play. Like this week against the Ra- Raiders, you should be rooting for the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Like, because obviously I don't think the Raiders are really going to stick around, but like, still, it's the principle. Yeah. And obviously, I think the Jets will take care of themselves. And obviously, you want the Bills to win as many games as possible, though. With that being said, if you want the four division winners to kind of win out, because I don't think the Bills are going to end up being able to win the division. It's about making the wild card. And then you have to say to yourself, out of the teams left, the Bengals look like they might be toast. Like, yeah, gone, especially with Burroughs injury. Like if that's long-term, that's rough. This is a big week for the bills from the perspective of this. Obviously they need to win. The Steelers and Browns play each other. And both those teams are six and three. Mm Mm-hmm. Whoever wins that game, you probably want them to just win out because that's mm-hmm. just a wild card spot. Like that, that that's boom. That so the Bills really should, are competing for this the last two wild card spots. They're competing for those two wild spots against the Jets. Obviously, but we'll see after this week. The Jets, the Texans, who are the AFC. So the AFC, that's the one team in the AFC South. The Jets, who are the one team in the AFC East. And then the the two other teams in the north, the Bengals, obviously won't, the Brown Steelers, whoever, and the Chargers and Raiders. I guess the Broncos too, because they're four and five. But I think the Broncos are going to fall off. I I mean, even though they just beat the Bills, so are the Raiders. So it's really the Chargers. The Bills play the Chargers, so it doesn't really matter what the Chargers do per se, because I think eventually those two teams play each other, and there'll be a tiebreaker. Yeah, what, yeah. The Chargers, Char- the Chargers already have. I gotta look up their record real fast, actually. I think they're sub five hundred or five hundred. I think they're just under five hundred. Four and five. They might be four and five. Yeah, they're four and five. Okay. And the Bills played them again. So 
from that perspective, it's you have to get more wins than Houston. You have to like the the Bills don't have a good AFC record, so you want to. I, I just think you want the division winners to kind of win out, and you want one of the Browns and Steelers to win out. And from my mm-hmm. perspective, the Browns. I know they just lost to Sean. But the Browns' schedule is really easy the rest of the way. Yeah, they like, can piece some stuff together. Yeah, really easy the rest of the way. So you would think they're kind of a little bit in like the Zach Wilson mode of with the Jets, where like they might just win a couple of games because of their defense, and all of a sudden they get to ten wins. Mm-hmm. Right? They play four and four ball the rest of the way. Yep. I don't think the Steelers are really all that good. I mean, I would agree. I think they're just they're getting uh, they're getting easy high. schedule. We're getting high, yeah. So I think for me, it's like I think you'd want the Browns to win. So then that was to be the top five, and you just have to compete. They just got to get to ten, but it's going to be hard to get to ten after blowing that Broncos game. But yeah, yeah there's, that, there's that's put you on you. track. Yeah, there's some optimism for you. But injury wise, this week, and then mm-hmm. we'll get into the keys and actual of the game. It's. Sean McDermott said everyone in the 53-man is practicing, so uh, that's a good sign. Um, Micah Hyde was in a non-contact jersey. I don't know if he's going to go. Yeah, he uh, had that stinger to his neck, right? Yeah, Benford has been practicing. He's been limited all week. Hopefully he's able to go. I liked what I saw from Russell Douglas. I thought he played really well yeah. on Monday, so to get Benford back opposite him would be nice and get Hyde back in there. Uh, we'll see if. If uh, Trent Sherfield can go, if not, maybe one of the depth wide receivers on the practice squad gets the the up. Andy Isabella. Yeah, I don't know if Andy Isabella. It might be like Brian Thompson or yeah, another yeah. one, more of an outside receiver. And then Jordan Phillips didn't practice Wednesday, but practiced a little Thursday. So we'll see with him. Um, we'll see kind of if there's any game. I would I would assume Hyde would be questionable, Benford would be questionable, and we'll see from there. Maybe Sherfield, but. Yeah, they're mostly pretty healthy for the most part now after the last week. So, um, yeah, then the Jets are pretty healthy as well. So it's two pretty healthier teams. And obviously the two big injury news is actually just the people on IR. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, time to get to some keys of the game, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I guess the number one I, I love talking about this team right now. It's fantastic. Uh, I guess the number one key, I, w- I would say the number one thing is energy. I think you want to see the offense play with more energy. W- what are they, you know, when they take camera shots to the sideline, like, what are they doing? You know, they just saying they're, like, sulking or, like, did they get is off of their Is it that Josh Allen screaming? Like, that's what you want to see, you know? Yeah, I think you want to see some fiery. You want to see some emotion. You want to see them get back to being the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I'd be interesting. They haven't announced yet, so I guess we'll just see. I guess it'll be interesting to see what Joe Brady decides to do, call the game from the sideline or um, from up in the booth. I don't think they made a decision about that, so I think that will be interesting to see. So then offensively, though, I think some keys would be to, like, you need to run the ball against this Jets team. They're one of the best coverage teams in the league. They have really two good cover linebackers and Mosley and Quincy Williams. Obviously, we all know they have probably the best corner duo and DJ Reed and Sauce, and they have a good pass rush, but I think you could run on them a little bit. And the Bills had some success with this in week one of just running the ball and also with the short passing game. I think the Bills are just going to paper cut them to death, really, and mm-hmm. it's all up to 
the biggest key. What let James cook? Because my man was cooking last week. Yeah, I know he fumbled and he fumbled. Well, he technically fumbled twice, and the the handoff was a third time, but not on him. But I let James cook in this ground game. Cook control line scrimmage. Short passing game, but the biggest thing is always the biggest thing. It's the biggest thing every week, but it feels like it's just like amplified to 10 is turnovers. Like you just can't mm-hmm. turn like again. I'm gonna say it. As much as the Bills are struggling, the Jets are a team that they're they are better than the Jets. They are just flat out with Zach Wilson as the quarterback of the New York football Jets. They are better than him. And the only the only way the Jets probably win this game is if the Bills shoot themselves in the foot. Not once, not twice, but repeatedly. Yeah, and they yeah, or three replay. three interceptions to Whitehead again. That would be great. And that doesn't that doesn't also it doesn't just mean turnovers like interceptions or fumbles. That means like giving up a fourth big downs. Punter. Yeah, yeah, giving up a big punter, not getting off the field on third down, penalties, <laughs> like field position, like complementary football needs to be at its highest. Mm-hmm. If it's low on one side and it, it slants down. The Jets have an opportunity to win, and they were able to take advantage of it in week one. So that's the biggest thing. And I just think defensively is just make the Jets work. Don't give up big plays. You know, they gave up the big run, the Brees Hall, the 80-yard run. But really, the Jets really had only one really sustained drive against the Bills. And that was when they took the ball over near, like, midfield on the third interception, had that awesome touchdown to Garrett Wilson. Like, Make the 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 Jets very do have the similar problem offensively with the Bills and the fact of if they have an opportunity to shoot themselves in the foot, they will they do. gladly do it. Mm-hmm. Like they will do a stupid holding penalty, they'll drop a pass, they'll blow a, a, an assignment in the run game for a loss. Zach yeah. Wilson do something stupid. Like you have to make them be an opportunity to do something stupid, and like that's kind of what you like. They you have to make them think and dunk and go down in the field. Don't let them get a big play to get points, the equal points, because they have a good kicker and they have a defense where they'll take the points. So I, I think that's the biggest thing uh, defensively. And I just special teams. I just gotta say, man, can like we just have one freaking week of just fantastic special teams play? Return great, game. Right? Return Don't leave a twelfth man out on the field this time, please. Yeah, be ideal. hunting, field goal, like everything. Sam Martin's been awful the last couple weeks. I know Reed Ferguson had a really awesome tackle, but. He did. Come on. He guys. did. <laughs> like, those Listen, are, those, those would be the keys. Also, just like, I, like I, I think this is going to be a monster. I, I, I think we say this every week, but I just think every week it just turns out to be true. So I'm just going to keep saying it. James Cook and Dalton Kikid are going to have monster games. Yeah. I just do. I, I think they're going to go th- throw it underneath a lot. I think there'll be a lot of opportunities for James Cook out of the backfield to catch the pass, especially with Joe Brady now taking uh, the reins. He likes to throw to the running backs quite a bit. Which might mm-hmm. be a nice change of pace, and Dalton Cage is the beast. He is the beast, and that—that's the truth right there. I mean, I'll—I'll I'll throw my quick keys in here. Defensively, I agree with you. Just you got to stifle him. Try to get the turnovers. You—you you need to just make Zach Wilson make those mistakes because he's prone to them. We know that. And like you said, on paper, the Bills are a better team with Zach Wilson quarterbacking that team. Special teams, yes, please. Sam Martin, can you punt? properly and let's let's have another game where you're getting everyone inside the 10 yard line inside the five even please all right offensively you need a win on first down i'm sick of second and 10 and then a run on second and 10 and then you're at third and seven right first down sure run it whatever but win on first down 
make it second and five, then third and two, then you run up the middle on third down. That you need to, and like you said, Joe Brady. I mean, he could throw a wrench in it. He could throw a wrench in what we've seen. I guess that is somewhat an X factor here on what exactly could happen. Um, like you said, he likes to throw to running backs, and I don't know. Maybe you drafted James Cook as a pass catching running back, and we really haven't seen that yet. So that'd be kind of nice to see happen. Um, and like you said, Dalton Kincaid's going to just go crazy. Uh, it, it's it. Here's the thing, too. Gabe Davis needs to catch the ball, please. Like, have a consistent day. You bet. He's been very aggravating lately to all fantasy managers as well. Uh, I have him in a couple leagues. It, it's just. I, I, I go back to that screenshot from the Denver Broncos game where it goes off of his hands and it ends up as a pick. It's in, in his hands. And it's like, believe it or not, this was an interception. And I'm like, I'm like looking at that screenshot. Yeah, I get it. It had some heat on it, but you got to know your quarterback. You got to be ready for that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like at this, at that point, Gabe needs to really step up and stop having these big game Gabe moments in every game and not consistently doing what he needs to do. Um, and maybe we'll see something other than the same five plays disguised in different packages. Like we saw with Ken Dorsey leading to deep out interceptions in the same exact spot on the field. Uh, I, I, I think we might see some, some uptick there. And like you said, let cook cook. The cook needs to find the kitchen and that kitchen is the end zone. You need to Not let him. Just... Cook, Not the other. Huh? Not oh, the other yeah, cook, no. Dalvin cooks had a horrible season. That guy's washed. Okay. I'm talking about the one, the only James cook, the cook needs to find the kitchen and score on the jets. So that that's, those are my a little frustrated, albeit, but keys, keys to this game. So um, Gabe Davis, especially if you're listening, it's time to step it up. So I'm um, not saying I can do better. Of course, you know, Achilles injury. I'm not, I'm not six two, whatever he is. Anyway, uh, it's just, listen, if you're going to be wide receiver two, be wide receiver two. Don't be wide receiver three. Khalil Shakir looks better than you. How do you feel like at that point? That's, that's what I have to say. And he might go off too, just so you know. He's been having a really good past couple weeks. So I think he'll continue that. <laughs> Sorry. Time for the a little, MVP little, of the game. Yeah, MVPs of the game. Um, listen, we said two. I think we should avoid those two. Do you agree? I think it's pretty obvious he's going to be the MVP of the game. Rasul Douglas. Oh, I okay. Think I think he's going to get a pick six. Okay, I love it. Do you think... See, I want to say in a bounce back and in a mirrored version of the Ravens pick six, Taron Johnson is going to have Chip be like, okay, I can't be doing what I did. I, can't, I blew the game last week. Okay. I, I can't do that again. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying he's a player MVP of the game. I would have to say the MVP of the game is going to be, um, oh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Cook and Kincaid are easy answers. Allen's an easy answer because he could have a big bounce back week. Give me, give me Ed Oliver. I think he, I think he pressed. Yeah. Give me Edward, uh, the, the cowboy. I think Zach Wilson gets absolutely murked by Ed Oliver. You saw it last week. Did you see the effort he's putting in? Just pushing through two dudes, getting right back there. I mean, the defense in the state that it's in has played remarkably well. And that is also credit to Sean McDermott as a defensive coordinator. I don't have many gripes there. I'm going to be honest with you. Head coaching, now that's different, but we talked about that already. I think personally, Ed Oliver is going to have a big game here, get a couple sacks, put the pressure on Zach Wilson that needs 
to be put on him to make him make those mistakes. So give me Ed. Give me the Cowboy. Now, nice. score predictions. What do you got? 24-13, New York. Oh, you're picking the Jets? Oh, I was going to say. I was like, I thought you were doing that out of anger from Tuesday. I thought you went back from that, but I guess not. No, I, I, I took some therapy classes, and I'm I'm back. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, the classic Bills therapy that had, you know, the, the stores are opening back up from 20. I do feel like therapists make a lot of money this time of year for sports fans, like football fans. Probably. Maybe cardiologists too, something like that. They get a nice little kickback from the, the co pays and everything, you know. Um, accurate as well. Yeah. So you listen, keep your heart healthy out there. Take baby aspirin, uh, exercise, do what you need to do. Uh, <laughs> don't give those cardiologists the extra money. Listen, I think the Bills win this game, and I think they win it handily. I think they come out and they're like, there's a reason we've been AFC champions for the past three years. There's a reason we've been so-called contenders, and we have not lived up to it this year, and it's time to start living up to it. Give me the Bills 38-10. to 10. Weird Whoa. score. Weird score. Jesus. I know. Just, yep. 21-14? Nope. My favorite scoreline? No. One of these games we're going to talk about might have it, though. Be, be, be ready for it. Um, oh, I think, though, unless you have any closing remarks, it's time to get into those other games and uh, go Bills. Let's get back on the train. Try to at least use some of that hopeless optimism. Um, you know, all I want for Christmas is the Bills win. So uh, maybe we'll make a Christmas album like the Kelsey Brothers. What do you think? We should should we do that? I think they would pay me to not be on the album. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, well, we'll see. Maybe next Christmas we'll have a Buffalonian Christmas. We'll have to see. Anyway, the first game we're going to chat about here, other than the Bills game, of course, is the Raiders are in Miami and Miami's 13 and a half point favorites. Again, I don't want to root for the Dolphins here. Get the Raiders out of the picture. Um, you're not, in my opinion, you're not, you might not catch the Dolphins at all. Like we talked about. I don't think so. As the division Winner. Let, let me look at uh Vegas's schedule real quick. Okay. Because I, I it is also important to note that a lot of the teams that the Bills are chasing play each other. Like you know what I'm saying? Like the Chargers, yeah. Raiders. I don't even want to add the Dolphins, the the Broncos, but like like if you look at the if you look at the Raiders schedule, what they have left, it's a pretty ghouling schedule. They play the Dolphins, the Chiefs twice, Broncos, Colts, Chargers, Vikings. So they have a pretty difficult schedule uh the rest of the way. So I mean I, I, it just seems like they're gonna be like eight and nine, but yeah. I, the Dolphins are going to win this game. Uh, I think they're going to win 38-17. I think Aiden O'Connell versus a Vic Bangio defense is going to be nightmarish. And I just think the Raiders have been a nice story, but I think the Dolphins are uh, head above them. All right. Well, Miami's 13.5-point favorites for a reason here. And as much as I like to take the underdogs and would love to see the Dolphins just choke, um, I, I can't sit here and say that's going to happen. Give me the Dolphins 21 to 3. I think they they absolutely murk the Raiders this week, especially the way that offense plays. And you know what? 
since they don't the Raiders don't have a winning record, technically it'll be like 425 days since the Dolphins have beat a team with a winning record. So if you find any solace and solace in that, uh, you know, come on, solace in that. I I I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but um, come on, like Dolphins, you got to beat a team with a winning record. Help, you're helping the Bills look somewhat okay here. So give me the Dolphins, 21 to three against the Raiders. The next game. Steelers at the Browns. Browns are one and a half point favorites without the creep to Sean Watson. I gotta see. Hmm. I, mean, I, don't I know, think man. the Steelers win this game, honestly. The Steelers. The so looking at the Steelers and Browns schedule, like mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I think the Steelers schedule like is really easy now that Joe's got that Burrow got banged up. Yeah. Because they're playing the Browns this week, injury quarterback. Playing the Bengals, I guess Kyler now at the Cardinals is a little bit more formidable foe. Yeah, they play the Pats on Thursday night. That's a bad game. They're gonna play the Colts, Bengals again, Seahawks, Ravens. The top two games ends. I don't know. I think that's a that's a pretty manageable schedule. And then when you look at the Brown schedule, it's this game obviously. Then they play the Broncos, Rams, Jags, Bears, Texans, Jets. Bengals, so that's a little tougher. I don't know. That's that's a comparable, I would say. It's comparable, but there are some teams on there that are guaranteed, not guaranteed, but m- most I most know. would. I don't even know who I would root for. If I, I think if I was the Bills, I I would probably root for the Browns because I think the Browns' defense is really legit. I'm not saying the Steelers isn't, but mm-hmm. I just think the Steelers are worse than the Browns. But I don't know what the back quarterback. I think, but. I mean, I'm saying all this, and I think the Steelers are going to win the game. Like, I think the Steelers are going to win like 20 to 17, some kind of. Yeah, I, I, I mean, give me the Steelers in this game. It, it's going to be. It, it's, it's tough almost... though. It's it's tough though. It's not. Yeah, the, the, I'm I would drop I, the that Browns... stat line though. 21. I mean, the more I look at it, the more we probably want the Browns to continue winning because they play. Obviously, not really that concerned about the Broncos, but them playing the Texans. <laughs> and uh, yeah. It kind of, uh, it's kind of, I guess, I don't know. It's definitely just just a situation, whichever one of these teams is just going to root that they lose out and whoever wins, you kind of like just hope again, as I said with the Dolphins, lose the NFC teams, but beat the AFC teams. Yeah. Yeah. But. That's, that's, how, mean, that's, I, how, that's how it goes, man. That's it's just, you know. it's the way she goes. And unfortunately, yep. we can't we can't pick on what we hope. We have to pick on what no. could happen. Whatever so fate we'll, decides. We'll Whatever fate decides. So I think the Steelers win 21-14. There's that line for you. So um and Browns are only one and a half point favorites at home. So and it's a divisional matchup. Divisional matchups, as we know from experience, the Patriots play hard. Uh, you know, the worst team in football. Um, it always happens. So Next game and final game because this week's slate is a little gross. The Eagles, Monday Night Football. The Eagles are taking on the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are two and a half point favorites. This will be a good game. Super Bowl matchup, rematch. Um, listen, I would love to see the Chiefs drop a game here. I really would. I really would. And I think they could very much. Um, the Eagles are looking better as the year has gone on, I would say personally looking at them, uh, the chiefs, like I said earlier, have not played the best football. They've all collectively played, uh, since the, um, since we really started paying attention to them since Patrick Mahomes came into the league. Right. And that might be your really rough receiving core uh, outside of Travis Kelsey. Um, 
I, I think I'm going to take the Eagles here. I, I do. I think we, and it's kind of, it'd be nice to see an a, a high up AFC team drop a, drop a game. So yeah, give me the Eagles. I see from a Bills perspective, you're going to root for the NFC team to beat the AFC team, especially because you play both these teams in the next two games after this. So it doesn't really matter about that. But I, I want to pick the Eagles because, you know, Super Bowl rematch, you lost. It always kind of feels like an extra motivator. Um, both teams coming off the bye. But I got to go to the Chiefs, strictly because – I think this Chiefs defense is really good this year. And the Eagles defense in the back seven, there's just a lot of holes in mm-hmm. that back seven that I think Andy Reid's going to be able to exploit. And so I think the Chiefs will get enough stops where the, they win. But it's going to it's gonna be a good game. I think they're going to win 31-27. It's going to be it's gonna be a back and forth. I don't know if it'll quite top the drama of last week's Monday night game, um, but... Maybe it's yeah. gonna be a little bit more of an inter- maybe it's gonna be a little bit more of a better coaching, entertaining game than just maybe yeah, a twelve twelfth man won't wander out of the field and you know you could have at least dropped and faked an injury to call a timeout, you know, at, at that point. Have you seen the college team that did that? I forget who did, but he was like running off the field because he was about to get the penalty and he just dropped and grabbed his hammy and they they stopped they stopped play so he didn't get the penalty. But no, I I think these games are gonna be interesting to watch. Uh, especially Monday night, be ready for it. That'll be a great game, I think, either way. Um, now it's time, though, for the Mortal Locks, which we are historically horrible at. So I'll give you mine first. Lions over the Bears. I, I think that was a game I looked at, and the Lions have played very much complementary football, ground game, passing game, defense. I mean, they've they've been playing really good football. Yeah, they had a rough game against the, the Ravens, uh, but for most of the season, it's been the same story here, and it's the Lions looking like a contender out of the NFC. So give me the Lions over the Bears. Tyson Badgent or Badgent, Bagnant, whatever his name is. Yeah. Is he still playing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's quite ready. Justin Fields is. But, yeah, give me the Cowboys over the Panthers. I just think they're going to the D line for the line. The, the Cowboys defense is going to overwhelm Bryce Young, and that game's going to be over by the midway through the second quarter. Yeah, that's why I'm considering uh, benching Adam Thielen this week. So we're going to have to feel it out and see what happens on game day. So uh, that's how I'm feeling. We'll see what happens. But that is going to do it for this edition of the Buffalonian Podcasts, betting on the Bills. Oof. Yikes. We'll see what happens here. Hopefully they beat the Jets, like we say. Uh, but without further ado, Dom, how do you always end these, buddy? Go Bills, baby. Go Bills.